the paradise of love divine, dreaming of a pair of eyes that looked in mine. Beautiful Ohio, in dreams again I see visions of what Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the JoeCitizen.net podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Keith. I'm Rick. That's Rick. And I'm Wes. This is Wes. We're coming to you live from an undisclosed location. And in this episode, which we thought was going to be the first episode, but the American flag ended up being the first episode. In this episode here, we are going to be discussing something that's very, very important coming up on August 8th, and that would be this thing. Issue one. Issue one. And for those of you that do not understand yet or know exactly what issue one is, you might get one of these in your mail. But it's actually kind of uh, groundbreaking for the state of Ohio in that there's going to be a the possibility of a 111-year law that uh, will change the way that we actually amend the Constitution here in Ohio. Rick, do you want to talk about it a bit more? Well, I know the big issue here is uh, uh, it's too easy to change our Constitution at this point. At least that's what I believe most people are feeling it is a 50 plus one um, uh, or other Important issues like our Constitution is a two-thirds, and if you get into any kind of uh, business bylaws or uh, any any nonprofit bylaws or things, those are generally in the 60% range. Uh, so I don't know why we have to be 50 plus one. I'll tell you, it's, it's strange, too, because obviously this is a partisan issue. Um, obviously, the majority of conservatives, libertarians, Republican Party is, is in support of issue one. They understand that you know, the, tyr the tyranny of the majority, the same thing that our founding fathers are worried about, um, could play could play a, a severe role. And I think when you start to look at the outside influences that come in and that play in our state and they call themselves citizens' initiatives, they're out there hooting and hollering that people's votes are disenfranchised or people are going to lose their, lose their, you know, freedom to make decisions. And, you know, the party that's pushing it requires 60% of their members to change their bylaws. So, um, you know, this is, this is for them... They understand that the, the state of Ohio, and, and not really the state of Ohio, but the, really the, the country in general is a is a conservative is a conservative thing, and, and so anything that they're going to cede power into the ability to change their you know to implement their far left agenda uh, scares them. And, well, you know, well, what are some of the arguments they're doing for can, reason we shouldn't change it, or what are our arguments of why we should change it? Uh, before we go before we go there, can you explain? Uh, in the simplest of terms, what issue one actually is going to be. Yeah, so issue one is a constitutional amendment. It'll be a vote of the people <laughs> that requires citizens' initiatives to receive 60% support across the state of Ohio in order to become a constitutional amendment. So in order to enable to in, enable to change our constitution, to add a constitutional amendment, it'll now require 60% of the people to support that change. So when we're re when we're referring to this, because I I'm probably sure that a lot of people don't know the difference between citizens initiative and what would be uh, handled actually by the legislature. So 
when we're talking citizens initiative, those are all laws that could that are actually brought up by citizens Correct. that they want to have added to the constitution. Well, I think I think it's important to differentiate between laws and constitutional amendments. We're not talking about changing laws. We're talking about amending Ohio's founding document. Right. We're talking about amending the constitution. And I also think the other sort of and, and they talk about the Dems talk about this, but one of the most important things in that is they say citizen initiated, citizen initiated. Majority of the time, yes, it's citizen initiated, but it's not really citizen initiated. It's initiated by interest groups that have a set agenda to make a change to the Constitution to benefit them. Um, you know, and, and in this case, it's it's a wide swath of things. It's you know, you've heard people talk about the abortion amendment. You've heard people talk about marijuana. You've heard people talk about redistricting. You've, you know, they tell us that. Uh, things are gerrymandered, that, that there's too much control. But at the end of the day, the idea that you can make such drastic changes, not to laws, you can make such drastic changes to the Constitution by a simple majority um, is a little bit scary. Uh, you know, and it's, it, we're, we're not talking about, about small changes. We're talking about big changes. Um, that impact the lives of you know 11 million Amer or 11 million Ohioans across the state. Right. Um, so th this is a safeguard that ensures that the majority's voice is heard, not just um, a simple majority, but a real majority of the people. And it's really no different, uh, and really falls under even the threshold of, the, of a constitutional amendment to the United States Constitution, where you know three th three quarters of the states and. I wasn't real good in math, but Mr. Patch, you know, Mr. Patch told me that three quarters equals seventy-five percent. Right. You know, and so seventy-five percent of the states, meaning, you know, in in each state's number of legislators is different. But that's a that's a tall order, and when you amend such an important document, whether it's on the federal level or whether it's on the state level, you know, it should require a real majority of people to to support the amendment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> when will or when if this passes? Will any of the current amendments then be reviewed that are there? Because it's my understanding that there's somewhere about a, a different news sources say different things, but it's anywhere from there's 172 amendments to in the Constitution currently, right? Or is it at 227? Because I was reading a couple things that were different. Yeah, I don't know what that number is, but this would not impact any of that. Okay. This only impacts Anything any new. constitutional amendment moving forward. Right. So... You know, if there's an organization, and I saw just this week that they they uh, um, there was an there was a group that submitted signatures to legalize recreational marijuana. Right. So, why in the world we need to legalize rec recreational marijuana through a constitutional amendment? I mean, I think if people are listening to this, let's go down this rabbit hole a second. Is in Ohio, you elect 99 members of the state legislature, you elect 33 members of the state senate. You elect a governor, lieutenant governor, auditor, treasurer, uh, and attorney general. Those people are elected by the citizens of Ohio. The legislature makes the laws. They propose laws. Citizens can e as easily go to a member of their legislator, legislature and say, hey, you know, Mr. Legislator, legislator, I think we need to do X, Y, and Z. And that legislator has the ability to carry that piece of legislation. It happens all the time. Mm. Um, so we're not talking about making changes on laws. What this is about is about making changes to the Constitution. It's a much higher threshold. Right. Um, and so 
anything moving forward would require that 60%. And, and you know, so I'll go back and you know, back to the marijuana thing. You know, the, the, the folks that want legalized marijuana, in fact, there's members of the Republican legislature that have introduced recreational marijuana laws, but they know that their colleagues can't support it because when they support it, their citizens are going to be upset about it and, you know, potentially they won't be reelected. I, you know, one vote's kind of hard to make that argument on. But nonetheless, instead of going through the legislative process, this group decided to go out and collect 222,000 signatures. 222,000 signatures would put it on the Constitution for 11 million people. Mm-hmm. And then right now to change the Constitution would be 50% plus one plus additional one. Per- person. And, and this amendment, issue one, which is smart, would say, okay, wait a second. Let's, let's get 60% of the state of Ohio to agree with this before we make such drastic changes to our Constitution. It doesn't require it. They can still go and go through the legislative process. They're not, we're, not, we're not circumventing their right to petition their government. We're just saying in order to make this big change to the Constitution, it's going to require a higher threshold. So that's why we're saying vote yes, people. Vote yes. <laughs> that's how... Uh U.S. Constitution is, United States Constitution, right. America, it's two-thirds. I think it's two-thirds, three-quarters of the state, but right. two-thirds. And uh, isn't also uh, this new, uh, uh, potential amendment, not amendment, this issue one has something to do that all of the counties will have to have a decision in this process and not just That's exactly half of the counties? That's right. So in order to collect signatures... And I wish I would have brought the amendment with me because I don't have it right in front of me. But it's funny, I was having a phone call about this. I'm having a conversation as I pulled in here to this undisclosed, better than the EIB <laughs> network spot we're in. Um, working on it. It's awesome. Um, I was just having a conversation about this about this threshold. And the individual that I was speaking with is like, you know, I don't know, 44, 88, that's hard. Uh, but I, I believe it requires 5%, 5% signatures from each county. And if I'm not mistaken, they had to have participated in the gubernatorial election, correct? Well, it's 5% of, so let's say you're in, in little old Auglaise County, Ohio, right? Right. And for sake of easy math, there was 100 people that voted in Auglaise County in the last gubernatorial election. Then you would have to get five, five signatures. signatures. Right. So it's not 5% of registered voters. It's not 5% of the county population. It's 5% of the number of electors from the previous gubernatorial election. Right. So <clears throat> obviously getting 5% in Auglaise County is, is not the same number threshold as it is in Summit County or Montgomery, Montgomery. County or, or Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. or anywhere, yeah. right? Cuyahoga, anywhere, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's 5%. But again, they're upset about this because they know that when you get on the western side, of, and really even in the southeast, but when you really look at the western side of the state, and I'll say from the intersection of I-70 and 75, that's a hint to our undisclosed location, <laughs> um, or in that vicinity. If you go west, all the way from Williams County, Lucas County, and you just drive on 127, a great little state route we have through Ohio, 127 all the way through Cincinnati, that is as red as red can be. Those are church-going, conservative people, salt-of-the-earth people. And... The rule, it's small, right? So if you're going to put an amendment on the ballot and you're going to say, I only need 44 counties to get that, 
Would you ever go to Williams County or Henry County <laughs> right, or all right, right. You would never go to those counties because you know people are going to. You're not going to get five percent of the electorate that agrees with it. Right, right. So again, this is sort of like, well, let's look at a way where we just only have to do a small number of, of counties, half of our counties, and get five percent. That's to me, it's it makes a lot of sense. It's evenly divided. I, you know, Rick, I was going to call you. I wanted to do a graphic where it was like. Do you want this half of the state to make your decisions? Or oh, this that half, half of the state? Yeah, which I'll half do you want to make it, Send it. I'll edit it in. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it in if you, if you've got some. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that that is, it, it makes sense. And we'll go down another little, little rabbit hole as I sort of think about it is we're not talking about changing laws that were established 10 years ago, right? We're changing laws that were established 111 years. 111 years ago. Now, yep. let's just take a common sense step back and say, do you think anybody 111 years ago, do you think anybody in Montgomery County interacted with somebody in Trumbull County 111 years ago? If so, maybe one or two. It probably took four, seven, eight, ten days <laughs> to, to, get get there. to get to there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So we're not talking yeah, about... Well, you we still have the telegram, at least back then. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know, the horses, the Pony Express yeah. would have got us there. But... We're, we're talking about an entire world that is completely different. And this idea that I can see why they said half the counties. It would have been nearly impossible 111 years ago to get to all 88 counties. It just logistically impossible. Today, it's easy. I mean, I... It, it, well, so not only is it easier, but it's really, it's 100% of the people have an option to make a decision on not something on something that's this important and not just... The selected few they want to make the decision. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm just trying to find some justification of why they think this 44 is a good idea. I mean, that's the only thing I can say is, that, you know, 100 years ago, okay, it's going to be really hard. But, you know, I think, I, think a voter in, I think a voter in Montgomery County has as much say as a voter in, in any of the other 87 counties. And, you know, I, I spent last year, well, 2022, been a little over a year ago, and we went to all 88 counties. Um, as far oh, as I remember when you did that, yeah. actually. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, so I, I can tell you, anybody that's listening to this, we live in a fantastic state, and we live in a very diverse state. Southeast Ohio is beautiful with rolling hills, um, it, and it's beautiful, but it's much different than Lucas County, which is diagonally opposite of it. North, north. I'm sorry, Southeast Ohio versus Northwest Ohio. It's completely different areas. So. Um, it's not like we're all exactly the same. We don't, you know, for the most part, we're Ohioans, but we don't all have the same viewpoints on everything. And I think all corners of our state should have a say in in, in how our const, const again our constitution, constitution is is done. I'm, you know, I would never advocate for every single law to require sixty percent of, of right. people to exactly. Support. I'm talking about our founding document, and and that's a special thing. Yeah, our, our, you know, our founding fathers knew it too, right? With with you know two thirds and then three quarters of the states, and hopefully I'm not making a fool of myself. I hope I got that number right. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's important. Cool. Uh, tell you what, we're going to take a very quick break here, and we're going to uh, hear from one of our sponsors here, JoeCitizen.net, with the Joe Citizen podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking more about issue one here very very shortly. Stay tuned. Hey, you! Tired of wearing the same old boring shirts as everyone else? Then it's time to check out our on-demand printing service. 
Threadfather specializes in made-to-order shirts. You can even upload your own artwork, or you can choose from our hundreds of stock designs. Want to make a statement? We've got holiday and sportswear that will have everyone talking. And don't worry about limited options. We've got hoodies, crewnecks, t-shirts, tank tops, and even youth sizes. We've got a fast turnaround time, so you can rock your new shirt in no time. We're family owned and operated, so you can trust us to give you the best quality and service. So what are you waiting for? Visit us today and start your order. And we are back, thanks to Threadfather.com. Threadfather, official official logo embroiderer of the Joseph podcast. (laughs) So we're going to continue with our... uh, Just remember, the Joe Citizen podcast is about we the people. That's each and every individual person, all of us, like a me and a you and not some big organization and not... Yeah. Republican and Democrat. It's people. It's people. We. We the people have a chance to be able to air our thoughts and opinions. So uh, that's... What a wonderful opportunity to put this on. I mean, just for people to come in and express and hopefully for those that, to, that are able to listen um, and, and begin the conversation, right? We're not here with a with an agenda. No. We're here to talk through it. And obviously, Rick and I, we have our opinions on where we're at on issue <laughs> one. Right, right, right. And, you know, I'll dispel some of these crazy myths that some of these groups are putting out there. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they say all the time, one, vo- one, one voice, one vote, or whatever their silly logo is on that. And <laughs> it, exactly. Everybody has one vote. It's how many of those the voices. one vote. Yeah. <laughs> how many voices are supportive of an issue versus unsupportive of an issue. Um, you know, one person, one vote. you got to be 18. It's pretty straightforward. So as we've been reading up on the issue, because, uh, you know, I actually did not know about it, strangely enough. I did not know it was coming up on the ballot until I got one of these flyers uh, to apply for a um, absentee, absentee ballot. ballot. Absentee, yeah. Which, you know, is, an, is another subject that we can talk about with a month, a <laughs> month of absentee ballots and that before, you, you know, we have a month of voting for Wait, this. So what you're saying is no excuses. There should be zero excuses. Oh, really, there's too much time. You, I think there's too much time. Month. Yeah. You know. I, I really But do. you're right, no excuses. I mean, there's no, yeah. I and mean, we can debate timing, but for this in November and until they change, if they change, you know, how early you can vote. Yeah. Every single person has an opportunity to vote. Every okay. single person. So in reading up, once I did get the flyer, you know, I wanted to find out what it was. And, and actually, you know, it turned out to be probably one of the most important, if not a historical change for the state of Ohio. And as I start reading, you know, uh, on pros and cons, and I got Rick's point of view on it, and I started checking up. And, you know, strangely enough, an organization like the ACLU has posted some stuff on their website, ACLU Ohio, and they are apparently adamantly opposed to this. So what do we do to the what we how do we spread the word to people who would, you know, how do we argue against the ACLU when it comes down to telling other people what why they should vote? Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's interesting as I, I, I don't know that. I have zero idea, really, of, of the influence that the ACLU has. 
as to people believe you know what they say it's sort of my viewpoint is if the ACLU opposes it then I should support it but that's just <laughs> that's just kind of in my nature and you know <laughs> we went through some of that stuff earlier but they talked about um, you know we live in a democracy of course we live in a democracy that's what it's called but in reality we live in a constitutional republic correct and our constitution lays out that there are elected representatives the smaller you, the smaller the scale the smaller the people the more influence i'll tell everybody i think your local mayor or your local city council person they have more impact on your daily life than the president of the united states but our founders laid out a constitutional republic and we have representatives that make the laws. At times, citizens have the ability to initiate to change those laws. And we talked a little bit about earlier, they can go through their member of Congress or their rep or whatever, state rep, whatever. Or they can initiate a ballot initiative. <laughs> but they're never initiated by just citizens. They're always the ACLU. They're always Planned Parenthood. Right. They're always right. doctors for reproductive rights. They're not, I mean, yes, maybe they're citizens, but we're talking about millions and millions of dollars being put forth on an issue. And we have to really investigate why they want to change it. And is it really because, you know, as the ACLU says, one, one voice, one vote, is that really what the ACLU is protecting? Or is that just a good campaign slogan to make you feel good that, yeah, my vote should count? Yes, your vote counts. Of course your vote counts. What it is, is instead of needing five friends to agree with you, now you need six friends to agree with you <laughs> to change the Constitution. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really not that hard. Nice way to put the math to people. Yeah, I mean. I got to adjust his mic. We, we, we can't see his face. Hold on. Keep going. Well, Keep going. It's probably better without seeing my face, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I'm the one who claims the right to ugliness around here. There we go. All right. Is that all right? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. All right. all right. We're back on. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, of course, the people are only listen to, listening to us uh, by voice and not by video. Uh, his face didn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> it's a bald so, head. I probably no. At least I don't have glasses on top of my head. Normally, I have glasses on top of my there, head. There, not so. mine. Yeah, no, no, so that, that, that's my role. It's too. just where I wear them. So I'm always looking for them too, right? Yeah, it's on where they are. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, but I, you know, back to your question. I think why does the ACL why does the ACLU oppose this? Um, I, they, you, you can go through their things there, but it's, oh yeah, it's to me. It's it, you're, we're not going to find out the real reason and, and whatever they put on their website. Well, they claim that uh, that uh, voting yes for this puts uh, corrupt politicians over people. Yeah, and so it's really interesting. We find ourselves in a little bit of a of a pickle here. There are corrupt politicians. You know what's exciting is Ohio just convicted the last Speaker of the House, who's going to spend twenty years in prison for being corrupt. Right. So this idea that corrupt politicians, they get caught in Ohio. They go to prison in Ohio. That's, we should wear that as a badge of honor, that, that the crap that they pulled and what they tried to pull. No matter what party they belong but to. I don't, yeah. I'm a Republican. I work yeah. with Republican candidates, and I'm celebrating the fact yeah. that we are, we are a decent, we are a good people, right? And the majority, I know the majority of the state legislature, they are good people. They care. They run for the right reasons. You know, um, 
in our local delegation here, you know, Phil Plummer, who's the Republican Party chairman, he's a state legislator from the Vandalia area that spent 30 years in the sheriff's department, 10 years as sheriff. I mean, this is a guy that dedicated his life, especially the last 10 years as sheriff, of eradicating drug cartels in Montgomery County. He got national attention for it. And then went to the legislature because he saw a need in the mental health community. He didn't go wow. because he wanted to be something else, you know. And, and so this idea that we have corrupt politicians, to me, is just a lame excuse because it feels good, right? It feels good to go out there and say, this guy's an SOB and this guy is this and that. And there's no facts or no truth behind it when really the facts and truth tell you that, you know, his colleagues are the one that kicked him out of the house. Well, we were, we were discussing how how this would not really actually eliminate any corrupt politician or no matter how it gets voted, it, it will never eliminate corrupt politicians because they just find a way to work around what just gets passed. Well, anyway. you know, and really, we you know what it does is it's going to make it a lot more expensive for these groups that come in from out of state, these, these groups that, and if we'll sit here all day long, right? If you like what has happened in, Col in California, if you like the world that, that is California, <laughs> in their cities and in their policies, then maybe, then maybe you're going to be a no vote. Maybe. But that same money and that same mentality that changed California is working its way into Ohio to legalize all sorts of things down the road. Yep. To make it much, you know, they could go in now and, and we can stop massive tort reform. Like there's all sorts, if we don't pass this, What's to say these same groups don't come in and make it extremely easy to sue businesses? And before you know it, now we have now we have the, the small business community is going to be eliminated because they simply can't afford to compete right. from a legal standpoint. It's almost at that point now to yeah. impose so many regulations. And so this idea that, that it's because of corrupt politicians, it, all this really is is those with some sort of an agenda are looking to make it those with the real, let me rephrase that. Those that are looking out for the best interests of the Constitution and the people of Ohio are making it harder for those that have ulterior motives to come into the state of Ohio and change our Constitution. Again, if, I can walk, if you can walk away with anything from listening to this, is we are changing our Constitution. We are not changing the laws. What else you got? What else are they saying? Well, they're, they're saying the real culprit is the General Assembly itself. Of course. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that that there is no that they always there's no blame game, right? They're not there's not sitting up here telling us the merits of fifty percent plus one. They're not up here telling us the merits of of fifty percent plus one and why that it needs to stay the same way same way for hundred and twelve years and they're not sharing any of that. All they're doing is creating a villain, right? The General Assembly. Ooh, the General Assembly, they're so bad. Now I don't know if we, with uh, uh, if, if we, how how deep down this rabbit hole we want to go with certain issues, but um, uh, apparently a lot of people in the you know in the abortion industries too are saying that this is a this is a, a low blow stop gap to stop from the pro abortion bills from passing. Well. And this is the only way that it could be done because they're saying apparently that the majority of Ohioans want for something to be passed uh, for abortion up to birth, apparently. Here's what I'll tell you. I would almost, I would almost guarantee if you put a common sense abortion amendment on the ballot, uh, an amendment that 
you know, I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and this is not my personal opinion, but if you put in a, you put something on the ballot that was say twelve weeks with exceptions for rape and incest and things right. like that, I will almost guarantee you that it would fly by the sixty percent threshold number. I would, would agree on that. Would yeah. fly by that number. Yeah. However, that's not. And, and I don't think this 60% is just about what they want to do in November. But that's not what their legislation says. Their legislation is so far to the left that, that it allows for abortions really up till the time of birth. Yep. It takes away, it starts to get into a lot of the other social issues being pushed, the transgenderism, um, parental rights, I think. In this, it starts to take away parents' rights and, and whether a mother and a father know what their child is doing um, right. and hides it behind this idea of, of patient, practi- or, you know, pa- patient pra- doctor uh, privacy. Confidentiality. I mean, confidentiality yeah. stuff. I mean, I just... The left is not being honest with people. And, you know, I think when, when anybody, just like you did, when you begin to take a really deep dive into... What this really means, uh, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Well, I just think I'm about the school issue. When the school thinks they don't, you know, when they, they can tell us we don't have the right to know what they're going to do with our or my children. Right. Well, they're in for the battle of their life. I mean, they can't, they can't decide how... My child's going to be. That's it can't. Right. The purpose of the school system should be just education. Yeah, I mean, I... Not about, not about what social values you want them to have. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's indoctrination to an extent. And it, it, I grew up, and I'm sure you guys grew up in the same way, as you know, I went to school, and they, they, we didn't talk about any of that stuff. We'd, huh? We'd talk no. About, I was tired of math and science and you know, all that <laughs> crap. But... Um, you're exactly right about that. It's it, to me. There's a bigger agenda. There's probably a much mm-hmm. higher agenda than there is just just whatever they want to do in November or whatever they're going to do after that. But if you can break down the nucleus of the family, if you can take away the rights of of moms and dads, and moms and dads don't have a say of of what their students or what their children are taught in schools, um, <laughs> we're down. We're, we're in a scary place, and you know we've seen it. And people think, oh, it's always kind of funny they. Starts out as a conspiracy theory, and then you find that a teacher, <laughs> it was true. It was true. It's right? really happening. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a scary situation. And and but back to our issue again is yeah. all of that stuff, all the stuff we're talking about, you know, whether it's schools or whether it's you know it's um, the transgender stuff or whether it's abortion or whether it's uh, tort reform, what, whatever the issue is, all of that can be addressed inside the legislative process. All of that can be addressed. There are other states, as far as I know, that also ha- have changed or adopted or have had for a while the 60% rule anyway. Uh, I believe Arizona's one. Uh, I'm trying to remember the, the other ones that I read. No, I think there's a six or eight of them. I don't know what they are. Yeah, and I don't know off the top of my head, but I know there's also states where they don't allow for citizens' initiatives. Right, exactly. Yeah, It's just legislature. Right. Yeah. And again, it's... Can you imagine? Let's let's play a little fun game here. Let's go back to 1776, right? And the old story that Ben Franklin walked out the back of of uh, Independence Hall, and a girl asked him, "You know, what kind of government did you create as Mr. Franklin?" And he said, "A republic, if you, you can keep, keep it." it. Now, can you imagine Ben Franklin had to walk out, walk out the back, and 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 uh, 
51% of the country could have said, imagine where it would be today if 51% of the country had said, no, we don't agree with you guys. You're just a bunch of rich white landowners, and, <laughs> and we're not going with your, th- your way. Can you imagine what we would have done? Well, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Yeah, I, thought right. was, I thought that was called the Civil War. That yeah, happened I mean, a little sometime later, right? <laughs> well, I mean, the Civil War had a lot of issues. But, yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's – in the Civil – you know, I always get nervous talking about that stuff. But I, you know, the Civil War was a horrendous time in the United States. Oh, yeah. But the outcome of the Civil War led to amazing things for segments of our population. So – What's beautiful about the United States is we continue to grow and we continue to get better. And most of the time we lead the world in good. I, I agree on that one. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say we probably, uh, most isn't enough. Yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for us, just imagine where the world would be. That's right. So where can everybody go to find out more information that would be actually accurate uh, for them to make some decisions so that there's no... Uh, media bias in the in the newspaper or website articles or what? I think they need to know what you did, right? And you know, I don't have the websites in front of me, but like I think Protect Our Constitution is an organization out there. Uh, protect Protect Women's Rights, Protect Ohio Women's Rights, something along those lines. I'll get you the links and you can put them up. Yeah, please, because we're going to put them up. Put them up for folks. Um, but there's there's a plethora of, of resources out there um, as to where you can get. Get that information. You know, call your call your county party, call your Republican Party or your Democrat Party if if you want to see what the other side is saying. But I think there's there's a plethora of those resources out. There. Well, I always think it always astounds me when we're talking about special interests and the amount of money that actually goes into into any of the initiatives, whether it be you know a, a law or a candidate or anything. It, it astounds me the amount of money that people raise in order to either run or to get these issues passed. And I never know how they need so much money to even win these things. When, when all it takes is for someone to go on the web and really just start kind of digging. Well, we're, we're all three of us are probably a little bit dorky. We like talking about this stuff. (laughs) We like, we sit in here in in the undisclosed location and have these conversations, (laughs) but in all fairness to, to the majority of Ohioans is they're busy living their lives, right? Uh, yeah, know, there's that. There's baseball and there's softball and there's soccer and there's swim team and there's, you know, grandmas and grandpas going to events. And, and working 60, 70 yeah. hours a week to survive with this yeah. stupid yeah. inflation. That's exactly right. So, yeah. you know, it's awesome that you guys put this together that hopefully it's an outlet. We can share it enough that they can hear a little bit just, you know, some average people's conversations about it. Um, but I think it's a, it's, it's, a compass, uh, it's a compassing upon us to tell that story. I yeah. mean, those that... And we all have our lanes in life, right? So if if you're listening to this, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you're on the what I would call the political spectrum of some sort. Um, but share it with your friends. That's the only way they're gonna know. And yep. these little devices, I mean, everybody's probably got what seven, eight hundred contacts in their phone. Um, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Share. Yeah. I, I have maybe seven or eight. Well, yeah, I have no friends. That's why we're in an di- undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah. You wanted. have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. <laughs> But, you know, send a text, share your opinions. I think that's the best way to do it. You know, you mentioned it. I, well, I mean, they good old-fashioned grassroots. That's right. Just talk to each other. Yeah. And you can go door-to-door in your neighborhood. Or that's go right. Go to your local politicians' events when they come in town. 
Find out what they're really saying. Get a chance to talk to them and ask them questions. And That's right. Th then you know yourself. Don't listen to don't listen to what they tell you on the television. Just don't listen to it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all all designed and set up to fit a narrative that they want you to believe. Yeah. Whether it's the right one or not, whether it's the truth or a lie, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. I mean, every you have to dig deep. You have to, it's not, nothing is surface level. You have no. to dig deep. You have to really investigate it for yourself. And, you know, back to your original point, I don't, you know, people just don't take the time and well, I don't fault them for it. But it's well, you know, I, do. they don't have the time. Right. It's so confusing. And just look at all the things that go on in our life every day. And if you own a business and a small business guy, husband and wife or whatever, or male or female, whatever right, you want right. to, yeah, it's nonstop. They're running you ragged all day long, and then you got to come home to your family mm -hmm. and run to all the ball games and tennis games and school events and things. And That's exactly right. Who has time to get involved with anything? And, in fact, I think they know that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it, anything they can do. Yeah, use. they're counting on it. Yeah, they're counting that they're we're counting not going to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so uh, you want to do any uh, closing comments that we haven't covered? Or? Vote yes. Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think at the end of nothing, I think we've covered a lot of things, but I think what's important, and again, I'll reiterate it, is we're talking about amending the Constitution of the state of Ohio. Right. And there's zero reason that 60% of Ohioans should not support that. And that's not a left or a right issue. You know, that is a... That works both ways. It works both ways. And it's it, it really is about protecting the Constitution from outside interests, whether that's on the right or that's on the left or that comes from down the middle. It's it's ensuring that 60% of Ohioans that vote support it. I think that's the most important piece. Uh, there, there was one thing that actually came to my mind on this. Uh, I, I was reading that we we actually just passed some kind of law or I don't know if it was in the Constitution Amendment or not, but there is a, a law now that actually is going to be changing the fact of special elections like this. Isn't this one of the last ones we're going to see? It should be Am I last, wrong on that? It should that? be like the last August election. Yeah. The last August one. And that right. was done not through a constitutional amendment. That was done through through a law. Okay. Done by the legislature. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, because it, it, you know, it's kind of important that this is probably going to be one of the last ones. Well, and I think it's important that, you know, from that standpoint, I'm glad they're having it in August. I think that's, I think it's this, this is so timely. It needs to be done now. But I also think that it's important that we do everything we can to ensure that the elections are held, you know, on a primary date and on a general election date. And, you know, people have a set schedule. They know when they're going to vote, right? Yeah. You know, in presidential years, you'll vote in March and, and non-presidential years, you'll vote in May and then you'll vote in November. Pretty straightforward. Um, I think just let, let me say thank you to both of you guys. No, I know this is episode two, and how in the world I got to be guest number two is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, you know, probably thank the guys at at, at Thread 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 Fathers. <laughs> I mean, wow, like the Godfathers of Thread, I guess. That's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's awesome. You're going so, to like this shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Whether thank you, you for like this, it or not. Thank you for this nice T-shirt and. Uh, that was produced this morning. Really? On a last-minute thought of my pot. Oh. That's how fast we Hot can Hot off the presses. Yeah. You do good stuff. You, you're, your PGA promotions it, and all that, they, uh, yeah, they're doing awesome. Yeah, doing it a long time. Now you're starting to give away a disclosed location. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. <laughs> Edit that out. But most importantly, <laughs> we, we want the people, the everyday people that go to work in the morning and go to church on Sundays or 
go to the ball games with their kids and we want to hear your side of it because and I've mentioned on the other podcast that we did you won't get that opportunity on NBC and ABC and mm-hmm. CBS or even Fox unless you're forking over a slew of money to be that's right one, one of their uh, and what do they call them guys over there the commentators no they're paid something I forget what it is right now but <laughs> no, no, not a host. Wait, no. do I get paid? <laughs> it's in the mail. T-shirts. It's in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> now, where? What do you have to do for the rest of the uh, time before August eighth in promoting this? So, you know, I don't have any official capacity. I've got some signs in the back of my truck that I've got to deliver to somebody, okay. and right. we're gonna, you know, I'm, we're gonna knock. You already picked those up. By I the did. Way? Okay, we're gonna knock doors um, on Saturday. We're gonna meet up at the subway in Vandalia, the parking lot in Vandalia, and knock doors. Um, so you know, I'm just going to give it my time to to go door to door and share that what we're doing. Is there a, like can they call our Republican GOP and yeah, yeah. The way they, they can get involved? Or yeah, something? I mean or? you can call uh, you can call the GOP. I think the number is nine three seven four six one seventeen seventy six. Seventeen seventy six. Yeah, is it nine? Say yeah. that again. Nine three seven four six one seventeen seventy six. Cool. All right, and, I'll put that up and, in uh, graphics. We're gonna walk. The this weekend, the fifteenth, the twenty second, and then the fifth of August, um, and you know I think this weekend we're in Vandalia and Huber Heights area. So if you're in that area and you hear this before, then we'd love to have you. Ten a.m. Yeah, good. Well, other than that, I I don't know what more we could really talk about this because we could go a lot of areas. But the most important thing is um, look it up, do some research. And you're changing the Constitution, folks. Yep. The Constitution. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So be careful. Be careful. You got any closing statements? <laughs> Actually, I'm not a real big talker. I listen. I like to put people together and let them express their opinions and views. And Joe, citizens, you're just caught in the <laughs> <Joe> crossfire. <laughs> I am the crossfire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. But well, just people, let's get out there and get involved and um, call your local politicians. Is what you need to do? Uh, call your local. Um, GOP, uh, yeah. What other party association? We're, we're all sitting here. We're GOP people, uh, but we're really what's uh, right for America as a whole, and not, not just party line. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, all right. So, so, so go ahead. Just for any of your ideas or your stories, we want them. Go to joecitizen.net, and there's a info si- info at joecitizen.net. Either way, yeah. If you go to joecitizen.net, it'll take you to the uh, online page, and you can navigate through it, and there's a place where you can say, I request a story, request a, uh, a subject matter, or I got a guest I'd like to see you put on, or whatever it is you want to do. And as I said in the last one, if you have a subject that you want to talk about, but you don't want to be known, let us know what it is, and we'll get you a message out. So, Joe Citizen. Podcast.net. And that's going to close it up for episode two here of the Joe Citizen Podcast. I don't know why. I, I was looking over there because the camera used to be there, but now it's there. Before before we go, I do want to thank Wes for oh, coming. This yes, is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. This is awesome. I've yeah. known Wes for quite a while. We've worked together on a lot of projects and things, but um, he's a good person. Thanks, man. This All is right. Great. This is great. Yep. So vote yes on issue yes. one, August 8th. Or vote early. Or vote early if you want. Yep. And thank you once again for watching episode two of the Joe Citizen Podcast. 
We will let you know what's when the third one is coming in uh, because this guy is going to be the subject matter for that one, we think. So, we, well, we've been trying to get to that. We've been trying to get to that. <laughs> Problem is, well, there's too much in my closet to put into one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you again for episode three here at the Joe Citizen Podcast at joecitizen.net. Everyone have a good night. See or you a good back day. soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Beautiful Ohio in dreams again I see visions of